Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Plains on the Prairie podcast. I'm Max. And I'm Sam. And today we're going to be kind of doing a recap episode. Um, it's been quite a while since we've uh, actually done an actual, you know, podcast, sit down yeah. and talk. So uh, we're just going to be touching base with each other and giving you guys an update on uh, the previous year and kind of what we've done, seen, traveled, what airplanes we've seen, flown, places we've been, yada, yada, yada. So, yeah. yeah. And this is an audio-only episode. We will still probably try to find a way to upload it to YouTube, and we'll just have a, a thumbnail photo on the back there. So if you're just looking for a YouTube video, apologies for that, but we'll be throwing out plenty of videos here hopefully soon. Yep, absolutely. Our plan is to get back into the swing of things kind of like how it was, uh, what, late 2020 you know back when the world was still kind of shut down about a year ago yeah it's been a while cool well sam if you uh if you ready to get started i'm i'm definitely ready yeah for sure cool so you've been pretty busy this year that is correct i uh let's see where where do i begin i've had a couple of pretty fun interesting uh, history nights that i've done here at the fargo air museum with many speakers but we'll get on that um in a little bit a uh, little bit of time. Um, I've also traveled quite a bit. Uh, I started off the year back in March going out to uh, Minot um, to pick up some artifact donations for um, the museum and then also with uh, Tom the librarian here at the Air Museum. We went out to a Minot Air Force Base and that was a very cold but very cool experience. Yeah, because you went what, what, what time of year? Was it pretty early, right? Uh, about early to mid-March. Oof, yeah, that's yeah. So those of you who aren't from around North Dakota, Minnesota area, our winters last into June almost. It seems like so. <laughs> there so are March, still still uh, big old piles of snow yeah. that are melting you'll at least see, into June. I'd say you'll see some negatives in the temperature if you're lucky in March <laughs> still. So yeah. So what you what you see there what was kind of so, the highlights. For me, the highlights of Minot, I mean, you can't go wrong with the Dakota Territory Air Museum. Mm-hmm. Um, it was really cool. They had all their Mustangs all still there. Um, unfortunately, no hurricane. And oh. I know I'm still waiting to see one of those. Um, but obviously, I'm more into the Cold War era. And on base, they had the only... Actually, I take that back. Um, one of two F-102 Delta Daggers in North Dakota. And this one was in 5th Fighter Interceptor Markings, which was that was really cool to see. Nice. Yeah, the uh, 102, we only have the one here in Fargo as well, so yep. it's that's a pretty rare one. Uh, what's kind of cool is the, the Dakota Territory Air Museum. You know, it's it's only a seasonal museum, which kind of stinks, but mm-hmm. um, North Dakota winters, of course, kind of affect that. Yeah, but especially when you're in Minot. Yeah, Minot, yeah. Yeah, it, I, I will say the, the weather was amplified, especially at the base, where it's like flat, flat. Yeah, out in the open. It yeah. was it was brutal. Oh my mm-hmm. gosh! I gotta give props to those guys and women that are stationed there that work around the clock, doing their jobs. That that sucked. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No thanks. And it's going to be cool there. You know they they have the uh, over in Bemidji at Air Corps Aviation. Oh, yeah. They yeah. have the forty seven. So that'll be another. I'm looking forward to seeing that you know, one done. Yeah. Air that, Corps does such a phenomenal job they do, with the restoration. Great people there. And, probably have to make it up there someday. Absolutely. Soon. Yeah. So that's awesome. And then uh, you've been kind of all over the map. You yeah. Know, so South Dakota. Yep. So not long after um, Minot in May, me and my girlfriend went down to uh, Rapid City for the air show. She's and patient. 
She is. Yep. She. Uh, I coerced her with a lot of chocolate and you know other fun Dr Pepper related stuff. Um, so we were able to make it down to the air show there, and that was cool. I uh, got to see a ton of B ones flying up close. Um, I, I will say though, the highlight of that trip, easily by far, was the uh, the South Dakota Heritage F sixteen. That's mm. Repainted as Joe Foss's or a tribute to Joe Foss's F4 Wildcat. Yeah, that was that was awesome. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. That was that was really cool to see. But I, I will say another runner-up for that would have been the uh, Doolittle Raider B1B. Oh yeah. Because you do not see B1s ever get special paint jobs like that one did. And you know it was it was simple. It was just a little thing on the tail. But um, you know seeing a B25 painted on the tail that was that was still pretty cool. Yeah, and this might be. I don't know kind of controversial i'm getting <laughs> modern paint schemes are a little dull to me so they it's, are it's, oh absolutely we were talking before yeah. we aired the podcast about uh early cold war jets mm. from europe and i i mentioned that you know i look at a book of you know illustrations of those and it's like a children's coloring book yeah it's, it's not the most tactical but, no you know. no absolutely not you can see those things coming from miles away <laughs> yeah. but at least if you're going into combat you want to look good so well, that's what i would want yeah absolutely yeah cool yeah and then you went out west yep so the big highlight of the summer for me was my brother and my awesome fiance getting married out in Coeur d'Alene Idaho um quick shout out to Andrew um thank you for making me drive more than 2,000 miles to see you guys that was a ton (laughs) of fun and it involved a ton of airplanes as you can imagine um, the first one we stopped at was, and I'm not going to list all of them in order. That would take, this podcast would be like five hours. But um, the first one we stopped at, I have to give a shout out. It was in Glasgow, Montana. It was a pretty beat up T-33, but interestingly, um, I think it was from the 13th Fighter Interceptor Squadron, and they have orange tail markings, the boomerangs. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, that's the second 13th um, Fighter Interceptor Squadron uh T-33 that I've seen. The other one was on display at the Combat Air Museum down in uh, Topeka, Kansas. Okay. So that was pretty cool. Um, but, you know, Sam, there were so many cool planes. The The Montana Air National Guard had a phenomenal, mm-hmm. phenomenal air park, completely accessible to the public. Uh, Maelstrom Air Force Base was, you know, awesome as well. Um, very, I was very fortunate enough to have had access to um, the Idaho Air National Guard base as well, and yeah. was able to get a behind-the-scenes tour of both um, the air park, since it's on base, and then the gentleman, Ryan White, um, showed me through the maintenance hangar and then took me out onto the flight line. Wow. That was that was something I'll never forget. That, that was awesome. pretty awesome. Yeah, and you got to see a couple uh, scorpions as well. Yep, yep. So. Got, to see, uh, got to see the Operation Plum Bomb scorpion that mm-hmm. fired the only live so far. Um, air, what well, Air Two Genie? So yep. that was that was pretty cool. Um, and then we actually got to see, probably arguably within my top three favorite aircraft of that trip was the super rare F eighty nine. I think it's a, a B or a C model. Mm-hmm. It's it's got the uh, the nose cannons. So and it's the oldest surviving F four known. I should say, oldest known surviving F eighty four or F eighty nine. Excuse me. Yeah. And in, in the uh, in the in the world. So. That was really cool. Yeah. It's uh, kind of your biggest road trip of the year. Yes. Then, so. yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely the biggest road trip. Definitely the biggest one that I've been on with either by myself or with one other person, which was sure. my girlfriend. <laughs> yeah. 
Then you uh, made it down to Sioux City as well as your last kind of big yep, trip. Yep, my, my last big trip, I'd say, was down to Sioux City, Iowa. Um, as many of you listeners that are aviation nuts have probably seen, um, excuse me, um, the Iowa Air National Guard down there, the 185th Aerial Refueling Wing, um, recently re- recently repainted their F-16 in its commemorative 50th anniversary gold scheme. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm from Iowa originally. I was born in 1996, the same year that this jet came out. And this this was the main reason for the trip. I, I drove more than, I think, 600 miles in a day to see this. And unfortunately, it was still in the hangar and was unable to see it or get access to it, which is, you know, a bummer. But at the end of the day, there's always another day to go down and see it. So um, if you're an absolute fanatic about static aircraft like I am, 600 miles in a day, that's that's nothing. Yeah. Even though it mentally drained me and pushed me to my limits. But, <laughs> you know, that's just how it goes. So, Yeah. And... A lot of these photos, of course, are... I'll plug your page here. Yeah, uh, yeah saving, go ahead. You know. I won't be the one to do it. <laughs> um, that's kind of how we got acquainted originally. You know, was yeah, I, I was like, oh, this guy's from Minnesota. I better message him. <laughs> I was like, oh, boy, this guy's a nerd. And I thought I was, but... <laughs> but, um, no, his page is excellent. Almost daily write-ups. Um, I, I try to every, every yep. day or every other day. Greatest page for reading while you're just, you know, you're, hey, you're on the I, toilet. I take yeah. pride in the fact that so many of my followers... Well, you know, have to go to the restroom and pull up my page. That's, I do it myself on my own page. Yeah. So, yeah. And you get a good quality three, four minute read out of it. A- exactly. And, and, uh, it's, and you learn something. That's the biggest thing is you right. actually learn something from, from my posts. And a lot of your posts are actually kind of intertwined as well. You know, yeah. it's like you can kind of connect the dots from one aircraft to another or the base to an aircraft. See, and I, I tried and to do um, static series where mm-hmm. I keep them all in line, but yeah. I think, well, let's get back to the podcast here. We're, yeah. we're getting sidetracked. Plugging you too much, um, I guess. Yeah. So Sam, I know that you've also had quite the, the busy summer. Why don't you tell us about what you've done? Yeah, I haven't traveled near as much as you, I guess. It's more been local stuff. You know, I'm, I'm still flight instructing, flying a lot, yeah. getting a lot of cool experiences there, you know, building the flight hours. But uh, to highlight a few things, uh, at the Air Museum here, we have uh, serial number one of the Grumman Egg Cat. Yeah. So we'll be covering that, of course, in a video. Absolutely. Hopefully get Toby, the owner, Toby McPherson, um, on that. But um, for the uh, Agricultural Aviation Convention, um, he wanted to build it, and he does want to fly it eventually. Mm-hmm. So we, um, me and a few other former, they're actually former volunteers of the museum, uh, Martine and Braden, uh, us three plus Toby, I'll put the wings on the airplane, put panels on the aircraft, just kind of started putting it together. You know, we came in with a fuselage, a trailer with a fuselage and a trailer with the wings. So we spent oh, probably the better part of eight, nine hours working on it. Holy. While and the museum was open or closed? Both. Wow. I've been guys here till about 930. You know, Oof. me and Toby are kind of the All lot. for We're, free. Yeah. Unbelievable. But it was, a, <laughs> it was a good time. I learned way more than I ever thought I would about egg cats. And... You know, hopefully that thing can get in the air soon. I, I mean, that would be a cool plane to see. And we'll we'll definitely cover that for sure. I mean, we can't miss that, no. and we'll be sure to do kind of a comparison between. Uh, you guys have probably seen some of our podcast episodes where we have the egg cat in the background. We'll probably do some comparisons yeah, between absolutely. the two, which there is quite a bit of difference between 
serial number one and the one we have. Yeah, it's. I, I will say not to butt in, Sam. Mm-hmm. It's it's really cool to be at a museum where we have you know the first production type of aircraft, literally number yeah. one off the assembly line, and then we have another one that is actually exactly 150 numbers off from that one down the assembly line. It's really cool to be able to compare yeah. and contrast what's similar, what's different on them. Right, and definitely just cool. 150 airframes, and there's all that those differences. It's, yeah, it's absolutely. pretty amazing. Um, Throughout the rest of the summer, um, I, I heard you went to a pretty small air show out in Wisconsin. Yeah, right? it was a little. What's I, it called I mean, again? Yeah. Air Venture. Air Venture. I don't know if you've heard of it. No, I don't think yeah. I have. It was um, <laughs> to say to put it into a few words, it's the uh, the the largest aviation event, fly-in air show, whatever you want to call it, in the world. Tens of thousands of airplanes. Record-setting number of attendances here, over 650,000 people. Awesome. Um, You definitely will run into people you know, no matter where you're from. I'd seen people I hadn't seen in four or five years at Oshkosh. You wouldn't see anywhere else. You know, aviation's a small community with a lot of people. Yeah, absolutely. If that makes sense. Everybody knows everybody. Your reputation is there. But there's so many different things. I kind of like you know your idaho trip we could go on for well over an hour probably talking about oshkosh Mm -hmm. but a few things to highlight i was there from the saturday basically where all the storms were where it wiped out some airplanes unfortunately what yeah one of the eaa museum's planes flipped but thankfully they'll be able to it sounds like they'll be able to salvage it was it what what type of plane was it um i couldn't tell you forget it was an old uh 20s biplane the name is just slipping from my tongue um i'll think of it after we're done recording um (laughs) But yeah, it was kind of a kind of an interesting night. You know, you always have one or two storms. I was gonna events. say every time that I've, you know, in recent years that I followed Oshkosh and what's going on, mm-hmm. I've actually I've never been, um, but it always seems there's a, yeah. a storm of some sort to but varying severities. We were pretty lucky this year. I mean, 2019 I didn't make it that year, but that was Swampkosh they yeah. call it because <laughs> it was just wet. It was rain yeah. almost every day. Of course, you got 2020, no kosh. Yep, no kosh. But um, this year was pretty fortunate. We maybe had a few sprinkles by Wednesday. Um, I was there till Friday. It stayed an extra day. Um, Good choice. But a um, couple things to highlight. Um, we had the F4, F3, Wildcat. That was yeah. probably my favorite thing. You know, most of the Wildcats you see around are FM2s, the General Motors, mm-hmm. you know, improved version. A couple local birds, um, Kelly's T6 or Harvard. Um we had Cripes and Mighty, the P-51 oh, that was here for a long time. Yeah. Corsair 310 that we've covered. Yeah. And um, the night air show on Wednesday night, it's a can't-miss thing. There's a MiG-17 that performs at night. All you really see is the afterburner. Stunt planes, you know, rigged up with light strips all over, shooting flares from it. <laughs> um, of course, you had the Red Bull helicopter during the day air show doing flips. Mm-hmm. It's just, how do you, I can't even comprehend, yeah. you know, how it does that. But yeah, overall, the best part about Oshkosh is still the people. I mean, you run into so many people, you meet people, you learn so many things. I learned a lot. Honestly, got my fill with airplanes, but when I got home, I ended up just talking about airplanes more. So yeah, yeah that's know. saying something for you to get your fill of airplanes. Yeah, Holy it was a lot. Cow. I was ready to go. I mean, I did miss the hurricane, Spitfire, and Mosquito, yeah, yeah. unfortunately. But you're going to miss something every year, and you know the reality is I will never be able to make it the entire week maybe three or four days from here on out but you know honestly some is better than none and it was a great trip good good group we went with the aa chapter here in town oh, yeah, and absolutely. did group camping good food all week and 
plenty of good memories. So. Awesome. That is awesome. Yeah. And then uh, just a little trip I did out to Duluth, you know, a little bit after that, just a weekend trip with yeah. the girlfriend and ended up going to the Richard Bong Museum. Our hotel was half a mile from it, so I was like, we got to go. Were you in go. Wisconsin or Duluth uh, still? I was still, we were just in Wisconsin. I mean, the hotel was cheaper in Wisconsin. Of course, so. yeah. wasn't 500 bucks a night <laughs> like some of the Duluth hotels. And, um, shout out to the Super 8. Um, but yeah, the Richard Baum Museum is just a small little stop, you know, and you can Absolutely. cover everything in about an hour, but you got a P38. I mean, it's something you do not that see That alone every day. is worth the stop. Right. I, and it's a Minnesota kebab, former kebab, yep. you know, in Anoka Absolutely. there. And it was neat to see that. And then, of course, you got a really cool weapons display, mm-hmm. um, just a bunch of small little artifacts that, you know, you can take the time to look at. And it was it was a great little stop, great people, veteran-run organizations. Yep. Oh, and if you for the listeners, if you ever have your chance to stop at the the Richard Bong Museum, it is a hundred percent worth it. It, exactly. it is so well run, super clean. That's pro- actually one of the bigger things that I noticed. And then the uh, just how they not only display the P thirty eight, but how they detail, you know, its life from mm-hmm. the day it was, you know, delivered to the air force or i should say the army air force right and then you know up until it was retired and put on you know as a kebab and then taken down and restored by the uh what the 148th 148th yep. i believe yeah yep. so yeah it, it, it's an excellent little museum um don't skip it if you're a museum nut um i unfortunately didn't really get to visit much else aviation wise mm-hmm. we're my other hobby is hiking and anything outdoors pretty much so we spent a lot of time it was only a two and a half day trip but uh, ended up stopping at proctor really quick to look at the choice good choice um but would like to we'll we'll definitely be making a trip it's safe to say out there to that'll happen cover everything eventually so there was a post i put up about that richard bong museum though you know back in august when i went (laughs) just to kind of update you guys a little bit and then lastly just kind of a simple thing kind of a broad spectrum but We've been doing a lot of EAA events here in town, um, just kind of spreading the word of aviation. That's kind of our goal as well. Mm-hmm. Um, been doing cookouts at the West Fargo Airport. We yeah. just group of us just go fly. You've got a couple posts out there on your yeah, page. Absolutely. And, um, giving rides and. Yeah, you guys don't know that I'm talking with the head hot dog chef. Yeah. <laughs> Good wiener chef. Yep. Oh yeah. Yep. If you're looking for a, you know, a frozen frozen patty too, I know I, I can hook you up too. You, you make them good. But. Yeah, we're we're doing one more uh, actually next Thursday. Uh, oh, okay. Date slipping for me October. It'd be October. October sixth, I believe. Yeah, sixth yeah. or seventh. October sixth. So, uh, open to the public. I think sounds like a chilly feed. So this time, so, um, yeah, right after work hours, about five five thirty, and I'll be flying out there, giving a couple rides, and um, yeah, so it's just been great. We've been doing Young Eagles programs, giving. I think we're close to three hundred. Wow, that's it's not an exact number, but close to 300 kids flown this year. That is awesome. And, you know, those there's great benefits to that, and I can go down a soapbox about talking about all that, but <laughs> yeah. just it's been fun staying involved with the aviation community here in in Fargo and the surrounding area, giving rides. We've been out to Cullum, North Dakota, which is a really small town, and we gave 20 kids rides there, and that's kind of their highlight of the year. It sounds yeah, like event wise in that town, so um, it's great to make an impact and. Um, again, that's the point of this podcast as well, just to keep, you know, spreading aviation. Absolutely. So, yeah, that's kind of all I've got. Nothing really. Awesome. Nothing else big. So. Cool. 
Yeah. Well, let's see here. What else do we have coming up? Um, I know for you know upcoming events, we have a couple history nights I mentioned earlier. Um, throughout the year, since it's been a little bit, um, we had a retired um, Brigadier General uh, Alexander Mac McDonald on um, the at the for the Fargo Air Museum. He uh, he came and gave us a speech or actually a talk on him flying T6 Texans or technically mosquitoes during the Korean War. Mm. That was a fascinating, fascinating conversation. You know, someone that's flown all sorts of fighter jets and, you know, other aircraft throughout his life, and one of them being such a unique role in the Air Force history, especially during Korea, that was... That was the highlight, I think, for me of that. Right, and it's year. not a super widely known. No, it's not aspect of the Korean War. He, he mentioned it in his in his presentation that you know when you think of the Korean War, you instantly think of sabers and MIGs, mm. but you never think of you know mosquito pilots. And I, I should clarify, they're not the mosquito, the British mosquitoes. They're uh, T six Texans fitted with um, rockets and you know guiding you know bombers or fighter bombers to their. Uh, Right. their targets so really interesting stuff um let's see after that we had uh walt a local um, eaa member and former radio operator on uh, cd-124s and uh, 131s and ec-121 mm-hmm. the uh the connies, connies the, yep. the, uh, the big big uh early warning aircraft um yeah and then we actually have an upcoming one um on October 18th from mm-hmm. 6.30 to 8.30. Um, it's called Cold War on the Prairie. So we're going to be um, bringing in a few really high-level guests, actually, which is I'm, that's something I'm very proud of, um, me being one of them. And we're going to uh, cover, you know, ICBMs, Grand Forks Air Force Base, Minot Air Force Base, um, fighter interceptors. Like, if, if you love this podcast, you're going to – and you're in the area, I should say. You're definitely going to want to tune in for this this uh, this history night presentation. Yeah, and how do we, uh, or what times, or what date and time do we need yeah, to get so there? Yeah, so it's we... October 18th at the Fargo Air Museum from 6.30 to 8.30. Um, it's, you know, $5 at the door for non-museum members. Um, just a donation. That's all we ask. Um, uh, but if you are a museum member, you get in for free. Um, open seating, if it's like the previous ones, which it is shaping up to be. Um, but yeah, it'll just be me and three other gentlemen up on stage talking about um, just how the Cold War impacted North Dakota and the United States as a whole, but mainly focus on North Dakota and the prairie. Here. Awesome. We're looking forward to that. Yeah, yeah, it'll be great. Yeah, and also as a podcast going forward, we got a few ideas are kind of stirring up yeah yeah so we we want to find a way to bring the listeners you know more videos on youtube Mm -hmm. more conversations like what we're having now um some of those obviously include kebab flyers um the brainchild of these amazing hangar visits has been all sam i i can't (laughs) take any credit for that he sam does such a phenomenal job with those it's appreciate it awesome yeah we're lining up a few of those just you know me being kind of an airport bum, I kind of get to talk <laughs> to a lot of pilots. So, um, got a few lined up. Um, you know, a couple build projects that we'll be see, uh, looking in on, and you know, some awesome. restorations. So, I'm really looking forward yeah. to doing those this winter. If they're anything like our friend Ryan's video, mm-hmm. they'll be phenomenal. Yeah, um, they're they're a lot of fun to make. It's, oh yeah, it's an interview style, so um, really kind of a laid back atmosphere. We just talk about airplanes for five ten minutes on the camera and then we 
you know, we go fly. Like As. I went flying with Ryan. Some some of the planes won't be flyable, so there'll be more kind of restorations. But we'll get to just kind of get some background. Absolutely. Learn a lot about the airplane more than some people ever thought they would about some of these aircraft. I, so it's yeah, it's something. For sure. You know, it's nothing super flashy. It's not going to be always P-51s and you know museum aircraft, but it's just kind of your everyday flyers yeah. and kind of looking into that aspect of aviation. You know the part where everybody kind of gets their start and that's kind of the point of the hangar visit is all these pilots are you know just like everybody else there's you know they got a story to tell it's not like you're talking to maverick but it's just as interesting in yeah, my book absolutely so, awesome yeah and we got another trip planned here. yep so um both sam and i are hoping to make our way out to uh minot in early spring um specifically to both uh, quite a few kebab flyers that are out there um, and then the Dakota Territory Air Museum. Right. Um, that will be, that will be just you know cream of the crop if we can make it there. Yeah, and that that'll give us content for <laughs> yeah. probably a few years. I mean, we have twenty five plus videos probably to make of it, Easily. not including just yeah. at the museum itself. <clears throat> and I mean, maybe we can venture out to these kebabs earlier, possibly. Yeah. I mean, we have. A few just to name. We got a 104. We got a 100. We got an F 101. Oh yeah, got, you know, just some really interesting airplanes. Uh, you know, digging into the history behind them, it's you know, it's really impressive. I know you found quite a bit of even history that I haven't been able to find before, and you kind of get down those rabbit holes. Oh yeah. Thanks for getting me into those. Um, of course. <laughs> you know, just interesting to find the story, uncover a little bit more than, you know just the background because you know previously before the podcast and stuff you know i'd try to find stuff about certain airplanes but i never never imagined i'd dig this deep and you know kind of had more of a general knowledge of a lot of the aircraft yeah. covered and nice to take the extra step kind of dig into it and as you as you and the listeners know i kind of like the technical side of aviation so it's really interesting like it would be kind of interesting to talk about these more in detail on a podcast as well but you know just some of the features of some of these airplanes like accident history or like, yeah. you know, development how how the airplane became famous some of them did not have the glamorous beginnings you know that that you know some planes like the mustang share you know yeah and it took a lot of trial and error and you know mm -hmm. in some cases cost the lives of some really you know great test pilots exactly so yeah so yeah um i guess for an upcoming trip for me too um probably my last big one before the end of the year um going to be making my way down to Des Moines, Iowa with my, my mom and a couple of good friends of ours and just going to hang out, see the sights and hopefully a few of the, the kebabs there. Mm -hmm. um, apparently there's a ton of A7s and a couple F100s in town. So really hoping to, to be able to swing by and see some of those. But yeah, that's kind of really all I have planned for the rest of the year. Um, I, we should mention before we end... Um, the Air Museum has a new guest that will be staying with us through um, at least early December. Actually, I was told at least my birthday on <laughs> December 10th. Um, it is my personal plane and the namesake of my license plate of all people. It is the McDonnell F-101B Voodoo. Um, I'll let Sam describe what it was like when you walked into the museum today and saw it up close for the first time. Well, it's been a while. So I've I've been up close to it before. Now that I remember it, yeah. but it's big. I guess that's the simplest way to put it. It's big and it's impressive and it's pretty sexy jet. It is. Yeah. It is. I, I'm looking at it right now and oh man, it's. Oh, I never get tired of looking at it. It's it is awesome. 
So if you're in the Fargo-Moorhead area or, you know, want to make the long road trip up and hang out with the Plains on the Prairie crew, make sure you swing by the Air Museum and see this jet because this is a, a very, very rare opportunity. Um, if we didn't have the Air National Guard so close to the museum, th there's no way that this could happen. And, you know, I, I was talking actually with some of the maintenance guys who brought it over, and they said that they actually had to physically take down, like, five light poles and, like, two street signs just to move it from the uh, Heritage Park um, through the street and then out onto the ramp to get it hooked up to a, a what, a, a tow car or something like that? A tug. There you go. And, yeah, it was right on the tip of my tongue. And, yeah, it, it's one of those events that, you know, you got to see it while you can because who knows how long this thing will stay with us. So, Yeah, that's great, and it's hopefully we get a video. We, we've we been very busy lately, and we apologize for, yeah. you know, the lack of content. We appreciate you all for sticking with us. It looks like we hit 300 subscribers here in the last month yeah, or so. Yeah, thank you for that. So that's a nice milestone. Hoping to make 500 someday. But, um yeah, we, we're going to be coming out with more here. We have a lot of research ahead that we're going to be doing on a lot of aircraft just in preparation for the videos and hopefully doing some more filming days. You know, as you, some of you in the aviation community around the North Dakota area know that winters are pretty slow yep, for a pilot. Absolutely. So I'll be uh, hopefully stepping up here too myself and <laughs> getting in some videos. And I got a couple nice hangar visits, uh, you know, kind of planned out and um i think what we should do is we could probably plan on you know like what we did last time asking the audience you know yeah maybe doing absolutely. some polls on you know after we stockpile a few videos on what you guys would like to see um, we are always open to suggestions of course if you have your own aircraft and like to do a hangar visit of course uh, feel free to email us at uh, planes on the prairie podcast at gmail.com and you know we'll we'll be happy to do that and uh anything to spread aviation right yeah so absolutely yeah well i got nothing else if yeah you're good. I, I think that kind of covers you know everything that we had written down for notes so yeah we're looking forward to making more content for you guys mm -hmm. and we'll uh we'll catch you on the next one yeah appreciate you guys for tuning in we'll see you later take it easy <laughs>